Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannon. And in this HR Chat episode, I'll be chatting with Elizabeth M. Adams, Stanford University Fellow, Race and Technology, and co-chair of the Black Employee Network. And we're going to be talking about the impact of artificial intelligence at work. Elizabeth is a diversity and inclusion in artificial intelligence practitioner, advisor, consultant, speaker, writer, and author. She has facilitated diversity and inclusion learning events focused on racial and gender bias in facial recognition technology, video surveillance, predictive analytics, and children's rights. Elizabeth, it's my absolute pleasure to welcome you on the show today. Thank you so much, Bill. I am so excited to be here. And listeners, what you don't know is as we record this, it's it's just after seven in the morning for Elizabeth. So she's being a right trooper <laughs> by, by jumping on this call with me today. So I, I appreciate yes, it that is. too. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Beyond my reintroduction there, Elizabeth, please start by introducing yourself and telling our listeners about your career background and your exciting new role at, at Stanford University. Absolutely. So again, I'm Elizabeth M. Adams. I reside in Minneapolis, Minnesota, here in the United States. And I have been in technology for a little over 25 years in various leadership roles. I have enjoyed working for a number of companies, um, retail, insurance, telecommunications. And I've also spent some time working as a defense contractor for the Department of Defense and other intelligence agencies. So my experience is extremely vast and I love that I've had these experiences because each and every new exciting role that I get into, I've learned how to quickly kind of get in and understand what some of the challenges are so that I can quickly make an impact. So I'm excited about um, what's happening in the artificial intelligence space because there's so many different areas where um, individuals can kind of jump in and, and um, you know, find a way to, to make, a, make an impact. Now, if we're talking about Stanford University, can I just say I'm super excited about being awarded the 2020 Stanford University Fellowship for Race and Technology. My particular project seeks to embed technology considerations into the existing strategic and racial equity framework that the city has adopted um, last year. And so I'm super excited about that opportunity. It's a year-long project. I get to work with various cohorts as well as Stanford scholars. And I'm most excited about making an impact in my community. I am very big on servant, servant leadership. And so that's what I'll be doing for the next year. Okay, awesome. Thank you very much. Now, the reason why you and I are getting a chance to chat today is uh, uh, the HR Gazette are media partners with the upcoming HR Innovation and Future of Work Global Online Conference and Workshop. That's a long name uh, on March 3rd to 6th. <laughs> Uh, and, and that's organized by the, the fantastic team over at Hacking HR. Uh, so kudos to Enrique and his team there. And, and you're going to be addressing the topic of the impact of artificial intelligence at work. I'd, I'd love for you now, Elizabeth, to, to take a little while here and, and uh, provide an overview of uh, what attendees can expect and uh, what are some of the learning outcomes. Absolutely. So from my perspective, I really hope to share 
information on how employees can get involved in understanding the impact of artificial intelligence at work. What are some of the ways that they can get involved? I'd also like to share how HR managers and leaders can also engage with technologists in their own company or in their community and help them as well understand what is happening in this space, how are companies addressing artificial intelligence in their workspaces and what does that mean? And if there are any leaders in the organization, I'd like to be able to share why diversity and inclusion is so important in artificial intelligence. Um, so those are some of the things that I hope to be able to share. I'm looking forward to that and I'm looking forward to sharing this space with other leaders on that um in that conference okay awesome and there'll be a link uh listeners to uh registering for, for, for the event in the show notes so please do that it's going to be a fantastic event we'll be right back after this message from espressa the workplace is now more than just work it's a place where people find community belonging and a bigger vision and mission that's why Espresso built the first culture benefits platform designed to make heroes out of HR teams while delivering a connective employee experience that people love. Looking to create more ways for your people to connect and in ways that positively impact business outcomes? Visit Espresso.com. That's E-S-P-R-E-S-A.com. We're total well-being and culture benefits that make heroes out of HR teams. Now I'd like to, to uh, switch switch focus a little bit. So uh, we, we're going to we're going to maintain talk about uh, AI and uh, and DNI and and but I'd like to focus on a really interesting article that you published on LinkedIn uh, last year, uh, twenty nineteen, which outlined ways that uh, DNI practitioners and leaders can increase awareness and the representation of uh, diverse and inclusive perspectives in AI. In it, you highlighted a few ways that diversity and inclusion leaders can gain exposure to AI, expand leadership influence, and make an immediate impact. Please, therefore, can you walk me through some of these and, as much as possible, explain along the way how they can also help leaders and, and pros with more traditional HR-related roles. Um, so th those areas were, and, I'm, and you're going to go through them in just a moment, uh, but they were to challenge yourself, develop advocacy skills, learn, passion for service meets AI, experiment, and become a storyteller. Yeah, absolutely. So let me just take a little step backwards to tell you that I began my um, interest in AI right around May of 2018. As I said, I have been in technology for a number of years, but I pivoted to this particular discipline because I started reading articles that showed that there was a bit of algorithmic bias in some of the facial recognition technologies that were being um, implemented in the market, as well as video surveillance and um, data being collected from body cameras. And so I wanted to find a little bit more about why that was. What I learned is that there, weren't, there wasn't enough diversity in the training data sets that a lot of data scientists and architects and engineers and companies were using. So I wanted to find a way to help in this space versus just continuing to point out some of the challenges. So this particular article was one that I wrote to kind of, as I said, help employees, help HR uh, managers and help leaders. 
One of the things that I learned is that the best way to kind of get involved in AI, as I, as I wrote in the article, it really is to challenge yourself. This is an exciting area and it's an exciting time, but we have opportunities where people can influence this, influence the growth in their, in their own um, companies. So challenge yourself. That was the first thing. Start with a topic. Set up a meetup group. Do a lunch and learn with your colleagues. As I mentioned before, HR persons can connect with their data scientists in their organizations. Maybe even do a job shadow for a day so that they can understand how to write requirements for job descriptions so that they have a better understanding of why diversity and inclusion is so important. But again, it's real simple. We all have news feeds. You can set up hashtags on LinkedIn or Twitter so that you can get a better understanding of what's happening in the artificial intelligence space. That's the first thing. The second thing is to develop advocacy skills. So as we venture in and develop and we want to enhance our and strengthen our skills, there is an unlimited amount of opportunity, as I mentioned, to start research. And it really is fun. There's a lot of YouTube videos um, to start with, but you can also understand through, those, through your research what are some of the challenges and then become an advocate for them. A lot of people don't know exactly where to start, and my advice is just to start somewhere. My very first learning event was really one to facilitate gender and racial bias in facial recognition technology, and I did it with my colleagues. And again, I focused it on being a learning event, which meant we all came to the table with our perspectives, we had an interesting conversation about it, and every person left with a little bit more understanding of why um, diversity and inclusion in artificial intelligence is so important. As we move on to learning about AI, there is a specific niche in DNI. Not a lot of people talk about it. Again, as an African American woman, having personal experience, being a technologist with exclusion, um, gender pay issues with prejudice and, and racism, quite honestly, um, I, I just had a hunger to learn as much as I could about how you can transfer DNI components into the artificial intelligence space. So I would encourage people again to um, help their organizations because many organizations are just on the cusp of understanding how important DNI is in artificial intelligence. And it really starts with the conversation and people willing to um, engage others. The next piece that I wrote about was really a, the passion for service meets AI. As I mentioned before, I, I um, work in my community on a lot of um, social issues, and I'm a servant leader. How could I, and this was part of what I thought about, how could I take all of my years of technology experience, all of my years with helping to improve DNI in organizations and being a DNI practitioner, how could I then marry that with what was happening in um, the AI space? So I began to look at where I best fit and where I could use my best talents. And that happens to be in AI ethics and AI tech, uh, ethical tech design. And again, and that is because I have personal experience for it. Others might have personal experience 
um, with issues in their life. Maybe it has to do with hiring. Maybe it has to do with housing. Maybe it has to do with something that has to do with law enforcement or education. But as AI is transforming every area of our lives, we're all passionate about something. And my advice would be just to enter wherever you are passionate whatever topics you're passionate about, and just start exploring ways to get involved in um, AI from that perspective. The next thing is experimenting. Again, we're emerging with new AI products, services, legislation. It just really means trying new things and getting out there and getting your feet wet. You'll gain experience. The more experience you gain, the more confidence you get, the more you will be um, brought into conversations to, to kind of help set strategy and to help position an organization or someone's, um, or something in your community and help people um, really understand why trustworthy AI is so important. And from my perspective, that's leadership. You get out there, you experiment, you may fail, but that's okay because there's always learning in um, failing. So get out and experiment, test the waters, find out where you fit in um, and understand um, you know, where you best can offer your gifts and talents. Finally, becoming a storyteller. I think that this is so important. We all have stories to tell. Whenever we are around the table with our family for dinner or we're at a happy hour with friends, we are always telling stories. We're telling stories about what happened in our life that day, about a difficult project at work. And it doesn't matter if you are an employee or an HR leader or an executive in a, in a company. We all have leadership journey stories. This is what is so valuable, and this is where I believe I've made the most inroads into this space with executives, with the global community, is because I can share stories. I know personally what it feels like to be discriminated against in technology and out in the community, out when I go to a store, when I try to buy, you know, something, or when I try to apply for a job. I, I have those personal experiences, and I'm able to share them, and I am courageous about that. And what that has done is it has really helped data scientists, data architects, engineers, other AI leaders understand how their products and AI services are impacting the greater community. So, Again, use the stories that are most important to you as you become um, more engaged in the AI topics and share with people why you think that this is important to you. And, um, and that's how you start uh, influencing the conversation in the AI space. So I hope all of that was helpful. Um, and these are just different ways that people can get involved. Choose one. You can choose one, you can choose two, but I guarantee you we need diversity and inclusion in artificial intelligence, and I hope that this article, if people choose to read it, will give them um, a way forward. So thank you for giving me that time to really kind of help, help educate people on the importance of diversity and inclusion in artificial intelligence. Are you kidding me? Thank you. That was awesome. I appreciate it, Elizabeth. Um, li listeners, check out Elizabeth's uh, LinkedIn profile. That there are a lot of really interesting articles on there. Not not just this one that we we, we used as the basis of the the interview today, but there, there are there are a lot of really interesting pieces in there. 
Um, so uh, with that, actually, that leads me on to my last question for you today, Elizabeth, which is how can our listeners learn more about you and connect with you? So maybe, for example, uh, you might re- want to invite them to check you out on LinkedIn. Yes, check me out. I'm Elizabeth Adams on LinkedIn, and my profile says Stanford University Fellow. I'm also on Twitter, and my tag is at Technology Liz, so you can find me there. I am very active on LinkedIn. I will share lots of posts, lots of tips. That's basically where I have most of my global community that we connect with. So connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to have a conversation. I'd love to explore this topic with anyone else who is interested. And I, again, Bill, I just really want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to to share why this, this space is so exciting and why people do not have to be afraid to talk about diversity and inclusion and specifically to talk about it in artificial intelligence. Well, that just leads me to say for today, Elizabeth Adams, thank you so much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.